For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Bill Haston Podcast and all other Tulsa World Podcasts can be heard at tulsaworld.com and accessed also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and on other platforms. Podcasting has become increasingly important for us over the last couple of years, and our people are the information authorities in this market, and they've all done a great job of mastering the art of podcasting. There's no question that we are the information authorities in this city. If any of these TV stations attempted to replicate what we do in any edition of the Tulsa world, they would need several hours for a newscast. We know that's not going to happen. They've got to make sure that they're finished at the bottom of the hour so that Wheel of Fortune can start on time. So here it is almost midnight on Wednesday, and I got to admit, I am I am a little wobbly as I record this because only a little bit ago, the Texas Rangers defeated Arizona in game five of the World Series. Uh, the Rangers had a late flurry of offense uh, after having been no hit. Uh, through was it six innings or into the sixth inning? I think they had been uh, they they hadn't had a, a base hit yet. So uh, the Rangers have a late player offense, win five to nothing. Uh, it's just I have been a loyal Rangers fan since I was a kid. So this whole postseason has been a surreal experience for me. I was so excited when the Rangers hired manager Bruce Bruce Bochy a year ago. And honestly, I would have considered a 500 season to have been a great step in the right direction. But to be undefeated on the road in this postseason and then to win the World Series title, it's just unbelievable. I guess I should get started on this podcast before I spend about $1,000 on championship shirts and hats and pennants and a license plate frame and and I was thinking about this earlier, too. This championship might even result in a commemorative tattoo. I'm going to give that some thought. Anyway, let's get on to the business at hand, which is an incredible football weekend. Dallas plays at Philly on Sunday afternoon. The Cowboys were so pitiful at San Francisco last month. So, you know, I would just say to the Cowboys, go win at Philly, and I'll start to believe again. I'm, and by that, I don't mean believe that Dallas is going to win the NFC, but I'll, I would believe that Dallas would be worth watching for the rest of the season. So I am fired up to watch Dallas-Philly on Sunday. But the real highlights of this weekend are right here in our backyard. Jinx at Bixby on Friday night. I mean, I got that backwards. Bixby at Jinx on Friday night. And then, of course, Bedlam on Saturday afternoon in Stillwater. For the Friday Tulsa World, I'm writing a column on the comparison of the Jinx Dynasty and the Bixby Dynasty, specifically a, the six-year window uh, for Jinx of 1996 through 2001, which was Alan Trimble's first six seasons on the job. 
uh, and, and w- each of which of those six seasons ended with a championship. Alan Trimble, six for six out of the gate as a head coach with state titles. Unbelievable. And I'm going to compare that with the 2018 through 2023 six-year window of the Bixby Spartans. And when you see these numbers and facts and figures stacked against each other, it's pretty remarkable. It really is. The, the numbers are amazing. And at last year, uh, of course, the prep regular season ends this weekend. In this same week a year ago, the regular season finale, Jinx at Bixby last year. Jinx won that game 38-35, and that ended Bixby's state record win streak at 58 games. Uh, and was one of the most uh, – just one of the great games I have ever covered in my career. Um so this season, Jinx is a lot different team than it was a month ago, certainly. Jinx has gotten really hot. And it's kind of reinvented itself in, in season. Defensively, it's playing at a high, super high level. And while Jinx has kind of been reinventing itself, Bixby's just been robotically amazing, uh, as it has been for most of the last decade. Uh, through nine games, this is nuts. Through nine, every time you think Bixby can't raise the bar, you know what they do? They raise the bar. Through nine games, unbeaten Bixby has outscored their opponents by a ridiculous 490 points. Crazy. I'm kind of tempted to expect a three-touchdown victory for Bixby, but Jinx has been to Bixby sort of what the New York Giants were to the Tom Brady Patriots, if you know what I mean. You remember the... The uh, Giants uh, defeated the unbeaten Patriots in the Super Bowl and then defeated the heavily favored Patriots in the Super Bowl five, whatever, five years later, I think, five or four or five years later. And so it should be another great game on Friday uh, at legendary Allen Trimble Stadium. And then, of course, on Saturday, there is Bedlam at Boone Pickens Stadium, 2.30 kickoff on ABC. And with OU moving to the SEC next year, there will not be another Bedlam football game for several years or possibly for many years, which makes me sick because I hate to see the end of such a beautiful football rivalry. This game has been sold out for two months. OSU had a terrible September and a great October. Just a stunningly, unexpectedly great October. And now Ollie Gordon has evolved from a role player in September to the nation's leading rusher today. Just crazy. Now, here's an interesting stat for you. In 13 games last season, Oklahoma State had 11 run plays that went for at least 20 yards. 13 games, 11 run plays that went for at least 20 yards. In their last three games this season, the Cowboys have had 13 run plays of at least 20 yards. So, you know, it's not a just a testament to some coaching uh, adjustments and certainly to Ollie Gordon's performances uh, because he's just been amazing. These, in particular, these last two weeks, 282, 282 yards uh, uh, at West Virginia, 271 against Cincinnati, just remarkable. Uh, but you know what? You got to give, I, and I have been, I've been a pretty consistent critic of the OSU offensive lines over the last decade or so. Uh, with regard to underachievement, and they just haven't been what OSU offensive lines were, let's say, from 06 through 2012. 
but man, these these last uh, several games, OSU is blocking the heck out of people, and they have really turned it around up front. So those guys deserve some credit. Now OU came out of the Texas game looking like a college football playoff type of team, but since then OU beat UCF by only two points. And if you haven't noticed, you you have. UCF is not beating anybody in the Big 12. If I said UFC, I apologize. Let me let me try that again. Since the Texas game, OU beat UCF by only two points. And then lost last week at KU. Lance Leipold seems to be doing at KU what Bill Snyder did at K-State like 30 years ago. And the Jayhawk turnaround is so impressive. But OU had no business losing that game. Kansas is a really good team, but that was a really bad loss. And, and it was a very damaging loss with regard to national aspirations. For the Thursday Tulsa World, I wrote about Bedlam and how OU over the years has had an undeniable advantage in luck in these games. I'm not suggesting at all that OU has been lucky to win. Typically, OU won because OU had the better team. Series standing is overwhelmingly you know, in favor of OU. OU has dominated the series. But there have been several examples of Oklahoma State having been the victim of misfortune in these games. And I detailed several of those examples in my column. Like in 2018, Taylor Cornelius misfired on a two-point conversion pass to an open Tyler Wallace at the end of the game, and OSU lost 48-47. In 2013, with a chance to clinch the Big 12 title, OSU led during the final minute, adjusting Gilbert interception, or an apparent interception, I should say, was ruled an incompletion, and Blake Bell capitalized for OU by firing a touchdown pass, and OU won that game. <clears throat> a year earlier, 2012, on a fourth down play from the OSU four-yard line, with just a few seconds left, and with OSU leading by seven points, an OSU defensive player crashed into the backfield, had a chance to tackle Blake Bell at the seven-yard line. But the OSU kid missed the tackle. Bell scored. OU kicked the extra point, And the game went to overtime. OU won that game 51-48 in overtime. And then you can go back to the most famous, maybe perhaps the most famous example of Oklahoma State bad luck. The 1988 Bedlam game when Mike Gundy launched a perfect fourth quarter pass that Brent Parker dropped in the end zone. OU won that one, 31 to 28. What I would most like to see come out of Saturday is a game that's so tremendous that it's written about and talked about 35 years from now. Bedlam 1988 was 35 years ago, which is wild. 35 years ago, Bedlam 1988. And it remains a vivid memory for many Oklahomans. That's what I hope we get on Saturday, that kind of game, a game we're talking about and writing about 35 years from now. Part of my job description is to pick a winner each time OSU plays and each time OU plays. And this week, they just happen to square up against each other. Two good teams, high stakes, national relevance, and it's all bundled at Boone Pickett Stadium on Saturday at 2.30. There, and by the way, in my opinion, there is no better place to watch college football than Boone Pickens. There are still OSU haters who cling to that tired old poke-choke nonsense, but that narrative has been dead for a long time. These have been 
for the most part over the last 25 years or so, there have been some blowouts, no question. But there have been a lot of really, really competitive, close, dramatic, and extremely memorable football games in this Bedlam series. And like I said, I, you know, I am expected to make a pick, and I have made a pick, and it is Oklahoma. My pick is Oklahoma, 38-34 on Saturday. That's the pick. And the deciding factor, absolutely for me, is OU's advantage on luck over the years in this series. For a long, long time, the Sooners have been really good at winning, and they just find a way, and I expect that they'll find a way again this weekend. Thank you for listening. Congratulations to the mighty Texas Rangers, and I hope everyone has a sensational football weekend. Although I suppose it's impossible for everyone to have a great football weekend. Somebody has to lose in these big games. But by Monday, I hope we're all talking about another Bixby Jinx Classic and another Bedlam Classic. See you next week. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.